Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian. I'm here with Brooklyn. How you doing today, Brooklyn? I'm doing good, bro, especially after last night. Yes, sir. The day after the Super Bowl. Should be a holiday. It should be a holiday. Everybody should have work off today, so you can get a little extra Work, school, everything. Extra full or party a little extra longer. Yeah. But, you know, you, you don't. So we're back on the grind. <laughs> And uh, we're here to talk to y'all about what happened yesterday yes, and sir. just over the weekend in general. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl 54 in Miami. 305. 305. No pit bull, sadly. <laughs> um, you know, we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers in uh, a duel between two pretty classic teams. Yeah. With very differentiating styles of play. Uh, Absolutely. The Chiefs were the, the gun-slinging, show-stopping, speed demons. And then you got the ground-and-pound, The ground-and-pound. defense. Yep. Beach in the trenches. Yep. Uh, 49ers. And we knew this was going to be a good game. Yes. Just because they kind of matched up really well against each other. I agree. And, I mean, we got what we paid for. I mean, that was a pretty – that wound up being a really good game towards the end. Although it was a slow burn to start, and it I don't know why the first half felt like it went in a flash. Yeah, it was like ten minutes. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it was very odd, but it wound up being really good. And although neither team really played particularly well, it you know it it was a good display of the way that they played both teams. And Kyle Shanahan pulled his best Kyle Shanahan impression. Man. And forgot how to coach for the last <laughs> last quarter of the game. You can't and, take your foot off the gas, especially in the Super Bowl, man. And it and it's happened it happened once with the biggest comeback of all time. Twenty eight to three. And he does it again with a better team. Like yes. I, I think the 49ers are a better team than what he had but with the Falcons. The Falcons, yeah. Absolutely. And it's you know, he did it. He's losing now to a team that hadn't won. This isn't the no. experienced, poised, <laughs> humble team yeah. with Tom Brady at the helm and Belichick right there at his side. That's not who this was. No. This this was a Andy Reid who was known to be the choke artist uh, with the Chiefs who are known for the same thing and a young quarterback that nobody fully trusted yet. No. And all three of those, the... They they got that monkey off their back, and it's cool to see Andy Reid finally get that ring. That yeah, I think it was twenty one years that he's been fighting for that. Yeah. So congratulations to him. Twenty one years, and he has been a great coach as long as he's been here. I mean, he's always been innovating on the offensive side. He's constantly taking players that people are kind of giving up on. Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Vince Young. I mean, mm-hmm. even Mahomes was. A guy that wasn't a, a, a three overall pick like yeah. some of the other people in this draft. And so he, he's constantly taking guys that other people don't necessarily want and he thinks have greatness in him. And he's brought the best out of him every single time. And you really, I mean, you love to see a guy who so many people and players love finally get to that. Get to the top of the mountain. And he was going to be a Hall of Famer regardless without the Super Bowl. Now you give him that ring under his belt, he's solidified going to be a Hall of Famer. Just a great coach, longevity in this league, well-respected. Everybody loves him, like you said. And cool that he finally got one. Real good. So getting into the action a little bit. Off rip, the 49ers look dominant, bro. Mm -hmm. And you could look back two times into this game where they were driving down the field looking Dominant, just slicing and dicing. Jimmy G looked really good, and I was surprised, bro. I was really surprised because I thought he wasn't going to show up. Best game of the playoff for him. Matched up with uh, Mahomes pretty good. Probably outplayed him for the first three quarters. Yeah, I think he only missed like three three incomplete. He had two incomplete passes going back and and forth. But one of them was a pick, so it was one incomplete pass. Yeah. And... uh, they end up settling for a field goal on that. Chiefs get the ball right after. Three and out, all for it. But <laughs> right after that, the Chiefs struck. And first quarter finishes 7-3. to three. They're going back and 
forth a little bit between uh, the defense holding them, but the Chiefs were able to overcome it. And then second quarter, it was getting a little bit spicy. Chiefs finally uh, got really on the board, got 10. And uh, going into the half, though, Shanahan would a really, really just bad clock management. Yeah, that was really peculiar. It was, yeah. there was like two minutes left. It was like 150-something. And he doesn't call a timeout. You're like, okay, he wants to keep his timeout. So that's yeah. cool. He doesn't call a timeout. No. Then they run a run play and don't call a timeout. A run play with like a minute left yeah. after. Then you... they run another run play. So you're like, okay, they're just going to, you know, take their knee and go into to the locker room. And then they finally call a timeout. And then with like <laughs> 16 seconds left, then they throw two pass plays. Yeah. And I get he's trying to like keep them on their toes or on their heels or whatever he's trying to do. But, and and it kind of worked because they, they had a nice throw play and then they found uh, Kittle on, on a seam route. But, uh, but uh, pass interference brought that yeah, back. Yeah, that, that play, if it's not a flag, that changes the game right there. Yeah, definitely. Because that play, they probably only score three. Yeah. Because but the, even that. Because, again, he managed the clock so poorly that they didn't really have a chance to score. And they cut to um, John Lynch in the box calling a time, trying to call a timeout from the box. Immediately when so they So you got your GM up in the box trying to relay down to the field to call a timeout when your head coach that you guys have on your roster just is in there twiddling his thumbs. Yeah. Like, you have three. Use them. You're, and, you're and not this, taking them into the second is, half. This is exactly why teams love to get a head coach with experience. Because you could be the smartest guy in the room, but if you haven't coached 40 games, you don't really know, like, what are the things that work, like, the the meta things to do. And you kind of want to go against the grain sometimes. And that's fine. Which I understand. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, sometimes when you're shaving, you're supposed to go with the grain because that's the way it's easiest done and And most effectively done. You cut yourself and then, you know. Ends up bothering you for Re- the rest of the day. Really <laughs> odd. And then also something that bothered me in the first half with Shanahan. The first drive they had, they were running Debo Samuel runs. They were running misdirections. They were putting juice. Uh, juice. Uh, that's what I guess. <laughs> they're, they're fullback. They're running him blocking like zone runs, and he was the lead blocker, followed by Kittle. And they were doing things like that with misdirections. And, and then stop they it. and then they just stopped. Yeah, I mean that's your bread and butter. Why are you getting away from it? They they kept doing their zone runs, but they they were doing with less people in the box with dip, more traditional looks, and then they never went back really. No. And when you do that, you're letting a team like the Chiefs, who have a pretty good defense, yeah. find rhythms in on. your defense. Yeah, or in, find a rhythm in your offense. And then since you're not changing it, which is the reason that San Francisco's offense was so good and explosive this year, is because they were so unpredictable and you couldn't figure out what was coming next. And they got predictable. And, you know, being out or yeah, being outscored twenty one nothing in the fourth quarter shows that you got predictable and you got complacent. Football's a game of adjustments. Mm-hmm. And one adjustment you don't do is get away from what's working. I don't, un- especially in the Super Bowl, last game of the season, for the whole bag, you're just going to flop what got you here. The whole entire playoffs been running down everybody's throat. Jimmy threw the ball, what? 30-something times. And you get away from that and you give him the rock? Like, he was balling in the beginning, I, like we said, a couple drop passes, but... The run game... He's not what got you here. Yeah. It's not what got you here. You don't want him throwing it 31 times. Not because no. he's not capable. It's just because that's not the, the formula that... Exactly. ...you've taken to get Because then the defense isn't going to respect the run, and they're going to drill the quarterback. Yeah. Like and and it's happened. not like they were losing in a majority of this game. Because, you know, if you get down 17 nothing and you don't have an opportunity to run the ball, that's yeah, a completely okay. different... That's different. Then the you know the other team is preventing you from doing what you want. But this was a self-inflicted 
we're we don't want to do what we want kind of no. deal and i don't really understand it but you know cool little uh nugget we got from that first half um i'm not gonna say the fullback's name because i just can't pronounce <laughs> juice, it juice, juice. <laughs> but it's the first fullback touchdown since mike allstott in 2003 shout out to the no was he on the Bucks? He was on the Bucks. Shout out to the Bucks. Yep. Shout out to the Bucks. Now, um, going into a really, really, really good spicy. halftime show. A spicy. Very spicy. Very, very spicy. Now, if you, if you're of any Latino descent, this was like, this was it for you. This was the Super Bowl right here. And even not being Latino. That I, thing was hidden. I, I understand if you're not, and you didn't like grow up with like J-Lo or Shakira, or just like Latin music in general, I kind of understand. But this was hot. This was this was really really good. Um, it was you know just two two icons. Yeah. That everybody knows about, and everybody you know they're, they're ageless. You got they, Jenny from the they, block. They and Miss Hips don't lie. <laughs> and they, I was very surprised. I didn't think this was gonna be any good, honestly. I, I thought, thought it was going to be decent. Like, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was, but it was really, really good. They were killing it. Yeah, and I don't really even know, like, what it was about it. They were just, like... Electric. You know how during performances they'll do, like, a lot of corny stuff? The mm-hmm. corny stuff here felt like everything should have been. Yeah, it all blended really, really and nicely. seeing J-Lo's daughter out there, who looks exactly like her, which yeah. is scary. Uh, that was really cool, so she got to sing with her at the Super Bowl. Um J Balvin and Bad Bunny were mm-hmm. were pretty cool to see. I wish Pitbull was there because it's his city, <laughs> but just Latinos in general being there was a a little bit on the his city thing. I wish in the Super Bowl that they would start using people from that area to start doing the halftime show. Even if you do like how radio shows are kind of done, where you just everybody does a couple songs, you get like five six people from that city. To let them go crazy. Everybody goes nuts. You showcase where you're hosting the Super Bowl at. And gives people a different feel than just, hey, we're in Miami. Here's uh, somebody from, imagine if they from the you, BX. And, uh, imagine <laughs> if they gave us Lord. Like, yeah, like, cool. Yeah. But that's not that's not Miami. Yeah. And the performances were good all night. Even uh, backtracking to uh, the national anthems. Yolanda Adams and Demi Lovato killed it, too. Yeah. So, performances all the way through, they were amazing, but Shakira and J-Lo, they killed it, bro. Yeah, and this this was one of the better Super Bowls for, like, halftime show, commercials, Even and, the and the game. Yeah. It, was, it was a really good blend of all three, because yeah. there's been years where the commercials are terrible. Terrible, bro. The game last year, miserable. Uh, the halftime show last year was pretty darn bad, too. Yeah. Um, this is definitely one of the better ones It was a good a way while. to end off and cap the centennial 100 year nfl season yeah it was a very good way to cap it off yeah it's pretty cool and so shout out to them for making some uh some young latino men's dreams come true <laughs> uh and Giannis too i don't know if you guys saw that too, but that he that boy almost got in trouble apparently <laughs> so um that yeah, freak was wild and boy. yeah that, that was really fun uh back to the game third quarter mm-hmm. um the third quarter was all San Francisco, and yeah. it, and it wasn't because like they were dominating. It was just because Mahomes was performing like he was doing his best Winston impression. Oh no, <laughs> um, I don't really know what that was about. He he made the worst pass of his maybe career, definitely of the season, but maybe his career, throwing to Tyree Kill and quad coverage with a, a linebacker right in his face. Yeah. For his first pick, which is his first pick of the playoffs ever. He ended up throwing two this game, which was really, really surprising. Yeah. Bro. You just don't see that. A from few Mahomes. drives later, throws it behind uh, Tyree Kill again, tips off his hand right into the hands of the defender. And both were his fault, honestly. And, yeah. you know, sometimes they're not. You still get the stat. But these were both his fault. And that third quarter, he was making really bad throws the whole time. Yeah. And, you know... We were just kind of watching the game, and I was like, all you got to do is just like get keep his composure. Mm-hmm. He's okay. Because you know they, they have the talent and ability to mm-hmm. just snap at any moment. You see what they've done all playoffs long. Yeah. Like, you're down 24 nothing. Then you're down, what was it, 17-7? to 7? 
Am I getting that one right for the mm-hmm. second game? Mm-hmm. And then you got this, where you can't like relax. You don't have a moment to relax against against this team. And there was a moment during this game in the uh, fourth quarter. Hey, no phones while we're recording, sir. Put it away. Put it away. But there's a moment in the fourth quarter after um the Chiefs go up. I mean Chiefs, <laughs> the Niners go up uh, ten. You got the whole uh, team going into the end zone and celebrating. And it's like, you're up 10, which still, I think it was like 13 minutes left, about. You, you can't. Because you know they're, they're lurking. Yeah. They're a monster that's just lurking in the shadows, ready to jump on you and kill you. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, it just took one big play to mm-hmm. kind of get that, that train rolling. And that big play was to, to recall. Yeah, on a third and 15, just... I don't know if it was busted coverage. I don't know if they found a soft spot in the zone. I don't really know what happened. Mm-hmm. But third and 15, they throw a bomb to Tyreek Hill for like 50-ish yards. Get the ball rolling. Follow pass interference. Yeah. And then a one-yard the throw. To it just a took, bullet, it too. just took three plays just yeah. like that. Just like that, bro. And now, you know, it's a three-point game. And it felt like it was insurmountable. And all of a sudden, there's six minutes left and it's three points. You're like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and then they come out. And I I never thought, not never thought because it's happened before, but I didn't think after last time that Shanahan was going to come back and be like, all right, they've cut the lead to three. We're going to go three and out right now. Like, I thought he was going to take his giant brain. You don't stop running the ball. His giant brain and figure something out. And he didn't. You run it down their throats. You kill. They wasted forty-seven seconds off of the clock. Yeah. You have to run it and chew up clock. You have to. You can't give the ball back with less than a minute off the clock, and then give them what five minutes left? Mm-hmm. No. Especially with three timeouts yeah. and and a two-minute warning. Both teams at three. Yeah, you can't. You gotta run it down their throat. Try to keep on pounding it. Chew two and a half, three minutes. Even try to go more if you're really, really pounding it. You have to, man. Yeah. And so that that kind of just sealed it. And then you give the Chiefs the ball back. They have the momentum. They they march down the field. And they score again with with a weird touchdown where Williams uh, didn't really, like, try to reach over. And yeah. They got called and maybe shouldn't have. And that was on third down. So it would have been fourth. Mm-hmm. And they might have had to kick a field goal. And the game's different. But, you know, it was a touchdown. I think so, at least. Or it was too close to... I, I thought he stepped out of bounds before he uh, put the ball over, but they got the cameras. Yeah. They called it. And so that was an odd one. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, now. like he, It felt like every time the 49ers got the ball, you're like, now they got to do it. Now's the time they're going to go down the field because they, they did it with ease a few times earlier in the game. Yeah. And not this time. No. Uh, pick six. Right? No, no pick six. Not a pick six? Not pick six. There's no pick six. Okay. He does a pick. And, you know, they, they wind up scoring another touchdown to put him up 31-20. And it, it's just over at that point. No, the 31-20 was um, Damian Williams' long, long run up the left side. Yeah. Where he broke. Yeah, and that was off the, the pick, mm-hmm. off the turnover. Yeah, and, and then Kendall Fuller had that pick uh, where he mossed. To seal it, you know? Yeah, I can't remember who he mossed, but jumped over him, got it. And that really sealed it. Yeah, that was a dagger. The Williams yeah. run was a dagger, but that was just a nail in the coffin. They got the ball back off the uh, the Chris Jones sack on Chris fourth down. Chris Jones went nuts. He did. all. Him and Bosa had some really, really, just all game, they're in it. I know all game we're talking, Jones was tipping balls all night. All night. All night. And Bosa, Bosa was making Mahomes feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, even if uh, Bosa didn't touch him, he was on his mm-hmm. tail the whole time, just hawking him down. Yeah, and it, it was to the point where we were, like, really, really noticing it. Yeah. Because it was, like, the first play of the game. Mahomes had Bosa in his face, and we're like, oh, yeah. it's starting. Yeah. And then Chris Jones, Chris Jones didn't get any sacks. He only got, like, two quarterback hits, mm-hmm. but he was in Garoppolo's mm-hmm. head because he was, like, getting there yeah. way faster than he should have. Yes. And 
you know, even though he had wide open guys, so he was able to just lob it to him. But you got a giant bear. Yeah, he, he hands he up, the, just swatting it he, like he felt you can. the heat. And at the end of the game, when it really mattered, he got the pressure, and he got some tips. Mm-hmm. And and working on that tip money. Yep. And so shout out to Chris Jones for really showing up. Shout out to all the linemen. They they really did show up today. Not that there was a lot of sacks again, but just a lot of pressure. Both, both quarterbacks pressure, were very uncomfortable. Yeah. That's all you need from the line. You don't need to get sacks. Just yeah. get the pressure. Let the secondary and the mid level do their thing, and you're good. Yeah, and I I think everybody on the defensive side, for both teams, played pr- pretty well. Besides um, one veteran of ours, that the Madden curse might have hit a little harder mm-hmm. than usual. Which shout out to Richard Sherman. Um, <laughs> he had a great year, but that boy got <laughs> torched. He got cooked, yeah, bro. Right. He extra crispy. Yeah, he got he got cooked. He got fried chicken out there. And he had a really good season, and he he was great. But that extra week off, I don't know what happened. Man, bro, he the, was the cold got bad. to his bones. I don't. He I don't was know. looking bad. He had too many mai tais in Miami, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was looking at the halftime show too long. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we we all were. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> I can agree. I can <laughs> so, Chiefs win. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes wins MVP. Which was a little surprising because he wasn't great, but made sense because nobody really particularly stood out. Yeah, and there wasn't he, like too many standouts. Yeah, and he really did start the the comeback. So and he had two hundred and eighty six yards at the end of the day with two touchdowns, three because he rushed for one. Yeah, it puts him at about three fifteen altogether, all yeah. purpose. Damon Williams, 104 with a touchdown. Tariq Hill with 105 yards on nine catches, too. Mostly from that one play. And then Sammy Watkins with 98. So, they were snapping. And Jimmy G, like you said, had his best game in the playoff. 219 yards, 20 completed passes, which is (laughs) just unheard of. Yeah, and, and I definitely think going into the third quarter, or going into the fourth, end of the third, if the game ends there... You look at look at the score, twenty to ten, you're like, Wow, Jimmy G outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It's crazy. And he did, and it wasn't close. I would have never thought. Because we've been saying for weeks that that was the thing that wasn't going to Jimmy happen. G is not going to keep up with Mahomes. And shout out Jimmy G. And he, he did. He held his own. He definitely did. Just and when it mattered, he was not able to do it. And that kind of sucks because we can put some respect on his name, and then you got to quickly take it away because... Yeah. When the coach decided, I'm going to give you the ball and let you be the one to win this because you've already put us in an opportunity to win it, he kind of shrunk to the uh, to the occasion. And that sucks because I, I he's a good guy and he's a talented quarterback. But as as a famous caster said before, he is who we thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of sucks when a quarterback like just becomes nothing more than you expected. It, it you know It's not something you'd like to see. And it doesn't matter how you start, matter how you finish. And in the fourth quarter, Mahomes went 10 for 17 with 141 pass yards. Garoppolo on the other side went 3 for 11 with 36. Wow. 3 for 11. 3 for 11. So it don't matter how good you're slinging the ball for the first three quarters. Mm. When you put those fours up and it's do or die for the Super Bowl, that's it. Yeah, and there was a good moment after the game that I saw a video of where um, Williams went into the 49ers locker room and was kind of like... Yeah, con- that was cool. He was like consoling uh, Mostert. They're both undrafted, too. Because they're, bo- cool. they're both undrafted running backs, and they're both the, the featured guys mm-hmm. for their teams yeah. that are Super Bowl-level teams and really were the two best teams this season. And so to have two un- undrafted guys like that kind of meet he was just giving them like a, a lift up and they did a jersey swap and he was giving them a hug and that that was a really cool thing to see that it wasn't just celebrate celebrate we won you exactly suck. and for him to go into the tunnel yeah while everybody has their heads down you got an opposing team's player that just beat you right there yeah then that's tough but another cool thing i saw on the chiefs rookie i can't remember his name i had it but not the point. But he was actually working at Hard Rock Stadium a couple years ago. Now and here he is. And he just won a Super Bowl. Here he is. That's so cool. that and there's a video of it where he's like, Man, I'm blessed, bro. Like I was just working here. And now I'm the Super Bowl champ. 
Like that stuff like that is just really cool to see. Yeah, that that's awesome, especially because yeah. he's a rookie. So exactly, he's yeah. That that's cool. Really cool. Um, I'm happy for everybody in Kansas City for the for the good year. Uh, congratulations, you definitely deserved it. Um, and we'll see. I've heard that they're saying they're gonna repeat. We'll see. That's that's tough <laughs> to do. That's that's hard. Yeah. But I I wish y'all the best because. Just, it's hard to hate you it's guys fun unless team. you're like a Chargers fan. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to hate you guys. It's a fun team. Now, uh, we were talking a little bit about the commercials. How mm-hmm. This year was uh, pretty good. And uh, we wrote down some notable ones, and we got a lot of them on here. Yeah, definitely. We got a lot on. I think we got about like 11 that stood out to us. And the first one, the ticket to the house. Right before kickoff. That was really good. That was, that that was, was really amazing. cool. Uh, they, they did the whole NFL cameo thing with all the, the stars and the legends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's not, that's been done before by them, but this was done really well involving, like, the kids. Yeah. It's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. And so, you know, he runs through the tunnel, and then in real life, him yeah. and all the other kids run through the tunnel, and he expected the, it. Give the ref the game it ball. It was really cool, and they were all excited. <laughs> They're the going field. nuts on the field. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's a really cool moment for mm-hmm. all 30-some of those kids and you know, um, another good one that I liked a lot was the the Boston uh, self park. The park. The the, the park. <laughs> you can park it. You can park the car. <laughs> you can park it. And that one was really. And then funny. you got Chris Evans. You got um, two other big name people. Can't remember their names, but a, <laughs> can't remember. <laughs> but um, a good one though that made a cameo in there. You got Big Poppy coming out Big of the third Poppy story window. He said, Pox the car. Pox the car. Who pox the car? It was cool. Yeah. Really good commercial. That was a funny one. Definitely. Another um, one we were talking about uh, last week, I think. The Mr. Peanut. The Mr. Then, Peanut. Oh, had the funeral gracious. and then he got reborn. <laughs> but, but Baby Nut. This is the oddest campaign I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know. If you haven't seen it, they had Mr. Peanut uh, two weeks before the Super Bowl, they put out a commercial. They put it on Twitter, and it was on YouTube and all that. And they had him in a car with people, where mm-hmm. the car spun out and fell off a cliff. And they so P- Mr. Peanut died. Yeah. And they they actually said that he died, and it was whole R.I.P. <laughs> Mr. Peanut. And I thought it was kind of bad taste because you don't just kill somebody in a car accident. <laughs> But they stuck with it, and then the Kobe thing happened, so they decided not to show that commercial of the the, the accident. Yeah. But they still showed the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> and so they show this funeral of Mr. Peanut, and they got the Kool Aid Man, and they got Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean, and a bunch of other, you know, brands there. Yeah. And Baby Nut grows from the sprout. <laughs> And that was just so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I and it was so predictable. I remember being on on the phone with a friend saying, Wow, they're really gonna bring a new Mr. Peanut and they're gonna give the new one the old monocle and now it's just another one. Like yeah. that's all they're gonna do. They're not changing their brand. That's exactly what happened. And they're, they're, and they're riding the baby Yoda hype, which is just like ugh. Yeah, everybody's trying to ride that hype. Ugh. So you can't beat Baby Yoda. Yeah. You can't. Another commercial. Coke Energy, which is interesting. Um, yeah, it was a I'm good surprised one. they haven't done this earlier with uh, Jonah Hill and Scorsese where he's kind of like trying to blow them off. Yeah. He, he got, and then he got his energy. <laughs> and then they start trending it. Will Jonah Hill blow off yeah, Martin Scorsese? That was, that, was a pretty, that was a pretty good one. But Coke Energy, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think uh, one of my favorites from uh, the commercials was the Miami Heist. What a mystery man <laughs> stealing from J-Lo. And then they're chasing him down the Hard Rock Guitar Hotel, through the hotel lobby and all that. And then they finally catch him. They, they do style. a Scooby-Doo unmask, and it's A-Rod. And it's A-Rod. But then they're like, no, wait, A-Rod's over there. He comes walking up with, I think, a little coffee or whatever through the lobby. So they pull it off again, and it's DJ Khaled. <laughs> Which, of course, it was DJ Khaled. <laughs> they did nothing to hide the fact that it was DJ Khaled. <laughs> it was just amazing. It was <laughs> like a typical Miami action movie, like straight out of Bad Boys. Like, just, it was cool. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, that was Then really any cool. A-Rod cameo. 
You gotta love I'm it. Ha- I'm surprised we only got to see him once during the Super Bowl. They didn't show him any yeah. other time, which is disappointing. I yeah. want more A-Rod. Yeah. Definitely do. Another, this is probably my favorite commercial, the uh, the Bud Light Seltzer and oh. Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. I, like, we were watching it and I was actually laughing. Which yeah. Is, I don't do, you know, the, the commercials aren't that good anymore, like the old Doritos days. But I was actually laughing and I thought, I was mostly laughing because Post Malone drinking the Bud Light Seltzer was a really funny, like, juxtaposition. Because mm-hmm. he just feels so grimy and, <laughs> and Seltzer is like a, a light. You know, a light beer. And then they have, like, the people inside his head controlling him, and they're all and tatted just, up like Post Malone. Yeah. And then he and just starts going, going back and forth. And people the... outside the store looking at him, like, what in the world? Yeah. They're like, that get was, both. That was good. That was yeah. funny. Um, I like the one where it was a dude from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. F- to start the early commercial of it, they're at a party. Somebody touches him on his shirt, and he gets a stain on his brand new white white uh, dress shirt. So as the Super Bowl is going on, they have two more commercials segueing into it. The second one, uh, I think they finally clean it and all that. Then the third one, they grow old. He finally has a clean shirt. They're at a, uh, the park, and then they, he gets another stain on his thing. So they had three commercials just segueing for Tide, and it was pretty cool that they kept it going. Kept a little story yeah. going. That was definitely interesting. Yeah. Uh, Lil Nas X had one with Doritos where he did a little dance on. Mm-hmm. I like this one mostly because it was very like a like a modern commercial. I mean, Lil Nas X last year was broke this time of yeah. year, and now he has his biggest the biggest song of the year um, on a commercial that he's in for Doritos, and you know it it was really cool. I I it brought a little yeah smile I, I like that. And then you had a cameo by uh, Billy Ray mm-hmm. just laying down on the porch playing the guitar. Yeah, they, that was cool. They gave me a little smile. I like that. Uh, probably the last one for the commercials. On a deeper note, probably the Loretta Google commercial. Hit the strings, man. Yeah, that was that one little, hit. That was sad. Yeah, they always got to add that little touchy yeah, commercial it, in there. Whether it, it's like used, the Budweiser horse commercial. Yeah, the horse. That's always some, the one I think. Yeah, <laughs> but this was sad. Yeah, the the love story of the old people. Mm-hmm. That was a good job, Google. Oh, I'm sad, and I didn't want to see that. And they kept it on for a while. They it was like a, a minute and a half. Yeah, they paid a lot of money for that yeah. slot, so yeah. shout out to Google. Right. Big bank, take little bank. Yeah, shout out to Loretta. So, um, Saturday night, right before the Super Bowl, we uh, had the NFL Awards. Yeah. And as they do every year, and I don't think there's really any that... There's one surprise for me. Okay. There's one surprise. So uh, we got the, the Walter Payton... Man of the Year, mm-hmm. Calais Campbell. This is to me the most important award, just because, yeah. um, you know, it, it's really promoting giving back to communities mm-hmm. in the NFL. And I, you know, a lot of them still would, but without the award, maybe some of them wouldn't. And so I'm happy there is something there to get these guys to to maybe, drive them, yeah, to drive them. Even though you know maybe you should want to anyway. But you know, you there's want... a majority that probably will. But yeah. at, at, at ha- least you definitely... give that recognition exactly to it. And so, Clay's Campbell, thanks for everything you've done in your community. Well deserving. Uh, I I hope that you know every year it gets a little bit more and a little bit more because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who need it, and yes. and you guys have a platform to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. thank you, uh, rookie of the year, offensive, which it's kind of cool that they have the offensive and defensive. Yeah, um, Kyler Murray. Number one overall pick, Heisman winner. He's just adding to his resume, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And he had a pretty good year. I mean, nothing crazy. No. But he did make that team a little bit better. Yeah. And with another year or two of learning and just getting a little bit better, getting a little bit better, tweaking things, I think he'll be a good player in this league. I do agree. Defensive then, player, rookie of the year, is could have been the defensive player of the year, really. Nick Bosa. Uh, what else is there to say? His team was... The worst team in the league, or second the worst team in the league, second overall pick, which is funny that the one and two overall picks are yeah. <laughs> that. It's cool. Um, a lot of talent there. Second overall pick to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you went from the second worst team to the second best team. And if they uh, would have won, probably could have been uh, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. I I, I probably would have wound up giving it to him because he, he was on a mission. He was unstoppable. Yeah. Um, this is the one that I kind of had an issue with. Comeback player of the year, Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I like 
that he's getting recognized, but this is not the most improved player award. Okay. This is the comeback player of the year award. And the whole reason for the comeback part is that there was a setback. There was a adversity. Adversity. So like somebody like Everson Griffin, if he would have won this year, I think he could have been a candidate. Um, he had a whole mental illness thing last year where he kind of just couldn't play for a lot of the season. Garoppolo came back this year strong. Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL last year and led his team to the Super Bowl. I know it's regular season stuff, and so Jimmy G wasn't particularly good. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad in the regular season. So I I get if you're looking at numbers, but there was no real adversity that Tannehill had besides, like, having to play for the Dolphins. (laughs) And play for like Adam Gase, which yeah, I don't yeah, wish yeah, that yeah, on my worst enemy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. an awful coach hey, relax. and a worse person. <laughs> but man, leave, my, leave my coach alone. He's bad. <laughs> he might be the worst in the league. Actually, leave my coach is. alone. Um, yeah, but like there was no comeback for Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, he was. Fun- I and if if this is a most improved player award, like if that's what this is underlying, then sure, I, he takes it. That's okay. And I'm just mis misinterpreting like the award itself. He led the league in passer rating. He brought his team to the playoffs after they looked bad to start the year. They won a playoff game. You know, I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah, it's a great story. But I don't know about comeback player of the year. Okay. Um, Offensive player of the year. Michael Thomas. Can't guard Mike. Yeah. He could have won MVP, really. Yeah. I mean, he was that good. But not guard But he wasn't going to this year. No. There there was somebody else that... uh, the year. You couldn't take that away from yeah. defensive, defensive player of the year. Stephen Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it, but I don't like it. Because don't like I don't him. know if he's the best at his position. Okay. I really like a few other guys. Okay. And I think... Like who? I can't remember his name. Homeboy from the Bills. I was looking at stats. This is why I don't remember his name. Okay. Homeboy from the Bills. Let up like half the yards, half the touchdowns. But he had half the picks, and he wasn't on the, the Patriots. So that's kind of the, the disparity there. Gotcha. And they played he played like 100 more snaps, too. Really? So it was it was like a really interesting stat to see. I wish I could remember his name right now, but I can't. It was just one of those, like, you see it on a post. You're like, oh. I see. Yeah. But I, I do think he was phenomenal this season, and I don't want to take anything away from him because he's a ball hawk, and that defense was nuts, and he was the cog that made a run. So Okay. Congrats to him. So, uh, coach of the year, coach of the MVP, also. This was an easy one. Yeah, John Harbor. This is this was just an easy one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have gone with Shanahan. You definitely could have gone with Shanahan. You could have, but I think nobody expected the Baltimore Ravens to just run the league. Because mm-hmm. last year, like you saw, they were good. They they had to make a few tweaks and to make them competitive in the league. Yeah. But to dominate the league during the regular season. Not even be competitive, to dominate. Mm -hmm. Where you are the guys. Led by the MVP of the league, Lamar Jackson. Action Jackson. Yes, overlooked. He can't play quarterback. Running back. You're stupid. (laughs) Not too bad for a running back. You're a bad analyst. Yeah. There's not much to say about this kid, bro. He's just a Heisman. He's an animal. He's a winner. He's the best athlete you've ever seen. I love his work work ethic, bro. Like you watch him on the field, and like if he makes a bad read or bad throw or just runs when he shouldn't, you see him generally upset with himself. Yeah, and, and it's not, and it's not like an upset. I'm gonna get in my own head. It's a I'm holding myself accountable. Yeah, and I will get better. Yeah, I see what I did wrong. I acknowledge it. Let's go work. Mm-hmm. And Next play, short memory. And you love to see that from a young kid. You really do. Uh, and he's so young, but he has so much talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's younger than Joe Burrow, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so Burrow's about to come into the league. You know, he got his Heisman, he got his natty. Mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson just had a, a really yeah. good season where he won MVP and his team yep. lost two games. It's crazy, bro. So. It's crazy. You know, uh, to be that young and be that successful already and have the, the confidence, not just in yourself, but everybody has in you, really, really awesome. So, that's it for the NFL talk. Now that the NFL season's over... Sundays are dry now. We, we usually have nothing. 
No. I think it's 21 weeks without football. Sad. But thanks to Vince McMahon, we have football. We have football. Saturdays and Sundays. Starting this Saturday, February 8th, the XFL is back. It is. It's back. What a vengeance. Will it survive? Time will tell. Time will tell. They, they're they doing the necessary things to make it look like they're going to strive. I like what they're doing. They're not doing the gimmicky team names and players got the nicknames and stuff like that that they did on the first go-around. And have, like, the WWE guys yeah, come out it, and it's do not promo NFL and stuff. Street. Yeah. It's not NFL Street. Like, this, this is, is a, football a, game. a complimentary football league. Yeah. Like, the big three is to the NBA. So, I think it's going to be fun. Low off-season action. But, um, it's not typical NFL rules. So, we're going to give you a little rundown to get you ready so you're not watching the game and, like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. So, we're here for you. Spectators got you. Yes. Don't worry. So, if you didn't know, for the XFL, we're going to start off with, um, some kickoff stuff. Mm-hmm. They're kicking off from the 30 and... Receiving team from the 35. Ball out of bounds. Or, yeah, out of bounds goes to the 45. If it's a touchback, goes to the 35. So that's a pretty big disparity from the NFL. Now, also... Touchback is 25, and yeah. now it's 35. So now you're a lot closer. Yeah. And also, the um, kicking team and receiving team that's uh, separated between five yards, they don't run until the ball is caught by the returner or the ball is on the ground for three seconds. So it... It encourages a lot more returns. And it encourages not getting, like, crushed the second yeah. you catch the ball. And they said it's for safety reasons, mostly, because, obviously, you're not got, you don't have people running full speed downhill at somebody who's pretty stationary for the most part. Because by the time they get there, yeah. you're pretty much not moving. And the, the, the defending special teams is at full speed, and you're, yeah. <laughs> you're at a standstill hoping to make some yeah. momentum. So this is also to promote scoring. Um, you're going to see high-scoring games just because yeah. the ball is going to start at the 50 more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, punts are the same way. Touchback, 35. Out of bounds, also 35. It doesn't matter where it is unless it's past it. So yes. if it's at the 36. That's where it is. But mm-hmm. if it's at the 34, it goes to 35. Yes. Um, so that's some quick kicking rules. Uh, a little bit of extra for the extra point. Um, you get one point at the two-yard line. Now, is the extra point for kicks, or is this for it's going for it? It's for a point after, after the okay. touchdown. There's no kickers after touchdowns. Okay. So straight offense, like you said, from the two-yard line, you can either go for one point. From the three-yard line, you can go for two points. Or for the big one, to equal a regular NFL kick, from the 10-yard line, you can go for three points. Huh. That's yes. fun. Yeah. I like that because it you're already going for a, a play. You might as well go for two. Yeah. And yeah. it differentiates like the scores. Yeah. Like, it's not just typical, okay, you're up by 13 three to 7. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's going to be a little interesting. I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. It, it makes it for a little more exciting, too. Um, OT is college style. Yes. So it's a shootout. You Amazing. get the ball. I get to retaliate no matter what. And it goes until there's an end. They have uh, five plays each, obviously, going back and forth from the five-yard line. And then uh, there's no ties. Yeah. So, like he said, and, and the good thing until is, you get it's a winner. from the five, so it's unlikely that you're not going to score. Mm-hmm. I do think college does this a little bit better. They start at the 25, mm-hmm. and that way you kind of have to get a, a little mini drive going and yeah. actually have to work for a score. But this you is know, good because bang bang. They're gonna. Right. They might tweak some things. I yeah. think if there's anything to tweak, it's that. Um, one that I think it's pretty cool, and I've talked to um. A few quarterbacks. Shout out to Bobby. Uh, they have... Usually in the NFL, you're allowed one forward pass. This, you're allowed two forward passes. As long as the first pass does not pass the line of scrimmage, you could pass the ball again. So, like, if you take a seven-step drop to the left and just dunk it over to the right side with nobody over there and he's behind the line of scrimmage, he could throw a bomb 70 yards and the defense just... So no forward laterals, essentially. Mm-hmm. This is a 
Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, one foot inbounds for a catch. College, college rules. rules. I, like I don't. It. I don't particularly like that, but it makes the catching the whole system way easier. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And they've said it's also for like safety because you have to contort your body a little bit to yeah. get both feet inbound, put yourself in a vulnerable vulnerable uh, position. So I think I like it. A lot more catches are yeah. going to be made from it. And the last two big things. Uh, there's nine refs. Mm-hmm. Don't know how many there are in the NFL, but there's nine. I think here. there's about seven-ish. Yeah. And they are... Take. The clock does not stop. Mm-mm. Until the two-minute warning. It stops at the two-minute warning, and you have two timeouts. Is that... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, two timeouts. No coin toss. The home team decides whether they want the ball or to defer the ball every game. Unless it goes to overtime, then the visiting team gets to pick what they want to do. That's interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know if I like that, but... That's probably the only thing I don't really like. I think it's kind of cool. Like, you're coming to my home. If I want the ball, I'm getting the ball. If mm-hmm. I want you to have it, I'll give it to you. And then if we go to overtime, all right, you the visitor. Here it's you go. Not, Here, here's not, your courtesy. Yeah, it's not the biggest like, thing in the world, I guess. And at least overtime, you have that separation. So it's not like, yeah. okay, I'm the home team. I want it. Give it to me. Yeah. But this, this Saturday, February 8th, and it's going to be every Saturday and Sunday. There's two games a day, I believe. Um... I think three, two or uh, three games. Yeah, but, but they but they they're all some... at different times too. So you, yeah. they make it so you can watch it. And they're games. on some big uh, networks too: ABC, Fox, Fox, I think ESPN. So they they got some big uh, stations picking them up. Yeah. So so there's definitely some money behind it. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's hope that they they make it out out the mud and not don't end up like the the Double sad AAF. <laughs> Go Orlando Apollos forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so near that, and dear to your heart. They're very near and dear to my heart. I really, I really do. What team are you going for for the XFL? I'm going to go with Tampa. Um, the Vipers. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vipers. You know, the hometown team. I don't root for any Tampa teams, and I kind of want to. Okay. So this is the one that I'll take. Okay. I'm going Guardians. I just can't stray away from my New York teams, so I'm going Guardians. Whack. <laughs> it is what it is. It's whack. Stay ten toes. Go in why? Ten toes, 400 miles away. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, it's where I'm from. I'm not going to root for the team that just hey, near me. You raised here now, brother. It don't matter. You raised here. don't matter. Um, before we go, we're going to do a really quick little segment that we know you guys know. Smart or stupid? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start it off this week. Is it smart or is it stupid to have the Chiefs coming back and repeating next year? I'm going to go stupid. Okay. I think the Ravens aren't going to be anything to mess with this time around. Okay. Because Lamar Jackson does have a lot more experience. And I do think there will be a couple more teams uh, showing up and making a run for their money. All right. What do you got? I I think it's smart. I think they were great last year. They were you know, an opportunity away from being there last year. And they made it and won it this year. So I don't think much is changing. I think that defense could potentially get better. And I think they have a chance to maybe even get better at the run game. um, Like they were when they had Kareem Hunt. So yeah, they're definitely top of the league. They'll definitely be. I I don't think it's a stupid thing to think they have a a strong chance of winning it all. Okay. Um, Smart or stupid. Is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the NFL right now? Not a doubt, yes. Okay. Not a doubt. Smart. I agree. Yeah. I think uh, second is probably Lamar Jackson, but I think Mahomes' skill set is more well-rounded. Lamar is a dog in his own right. A lot of people in the league can't do what he could do, but Mahomes is a lot more polished and has that uh, mental NFL stability. To make the reads and do all the right things. Don't forget, Russell Wilson's still in the league. Yeah. Um, I think he's the second best. Mm-hmm. And I would really love to see him and, and Patty play in the Super Bowl. Because I, be cool. I think those are the two guys this generation is going to remember. Yeah. Because, I mean, Russ has just dominated since he's been in the league. And, yeah. you know, been the two Super Bowls. He's never gotten an MVP vote, which is just appalling. Yeah. Um, but he, he deserves... And he's as good as advertised, and he still he is. is. So, those are my two. But 
Yeah, Mahomes, definitely. Okay. Uh, smart or stupid? Switching sports real quick. Okay. Is Dame Lillard mm. the best guard in the league? Right now? Right now. Right now. Um, You got to say yes. Smart. Mm. Like, the man's going nuts. He's going nuts. He is going absolutely nuts. I think he has, like, 40 points. And obviously, he's had a couple games with more than 40, 50, close 60. But I think, like, six 40-point games. I think uh, yeah. there was a stat that he has 200 points or like 186 points and 77 assists in his last eight games mm-hmm. and that's just nuts <laughs> that is absolutely nuts so i i say smart the dame is definitely dame dollar dame dollar yeah i, I think so too uh, especially with steph not being here right now but i do think even with steph if he was playing i think this would be a run for your money yeah because it's not like he's doing steph's things he's hit I think it was like the most threes in a in a four game stretch ever. It was like seventy three. It was it was something stupid. It was, it was dumb. Um, he's just he's balling out, and the Wizards are winning, which is the cool thing too. Yeah. Like, it's not just him balling; they're still losing. They're they're slowly getting back into the playoff yeah. race. So and Dave has smart. been a force in this league, so it's really cool to actually see him be able to get it going. Yep. Um, a funny one. For uh, between their beef that they've been having, so smart or stupid is Richard Sherman better than Darrell Rivas? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I think historically, Richard Sherman his best year isn't as good as Rivas's best year, but Sherman's been good for the better half of a decade. Been to three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Rivas has been to one, one with the Patriots. Yeah, so he didn't do too much to get there. No. Uh, yeah, this is this is all Sherman. I I think people like to have this idea and like this this pedestal for Darrell Rivas, and I think he's phenomenal historically, but he's no Richard Sherman. I he's think no um, Darrell Rivas in his prime better than Sherman. Longevity, Sherman got him. Yeah, but I don't think the better is even like that much better. I saw a stat. Well, one of the seasons, I can't remember. What, it but, was his good season. Yeah, and the names on that list that he where was he was down. just shutting yeah. down, bro. You have to take that into account. Yeah. Like, and it was just, you give him that person, put him on his island, and he'll hold him down. Yeah. It don't matter who he is. Yeah, I feel it, but, you know, Sherman was the face of the best defense in the league for yeah. a couple of years. L.O.B., yeah. And, uh, like I said, longevity, Sherman yeah. got it. Yeah, I, I still think it's Sherman. I, I he's just been so dominant, and not not uh, last not, night. Not last night. Definitely, <laughs> not last definitely, night. Definitely, though. definitely not last <laughs> night. But but let me tell you, Revis wasn't dominant with the the Jets the second time either. So no. or the Bucks or everywhere else. He's yeah, been. it was not particularly any good, and especially at this age. So I'm gonna give it to Sherman. Um, okay. I like I love the smack talk though. This yeah. is, this is fun for me. So um, that's it for us uh, today. We got two episodes this week. We don't know exactly what day we're going to release uh, the second one. But uh, trade deadline is coming up Thursday, February 6th. We also got the, the NBA. Yeah, NBA. We also got the All-Star Draft. Giannis and LeBron are team captains. So we got we got a little something for you guys uh, this week. Also, um, Saturday, February 8th, we already said XFL stars. But we also have John Jones and Dominic Reyes. So. John Jones returns. Hope he loses. Hater. But uh, we're looking forward to that. We'll uh, keep you guys updated. And uh, don't forget, uh, listen on Apple Mute, Apple, Apple uh, Podcasts. The Spectators. Follow on Twitter, at underscore The Spectators. And uh, we'll deal, you know. Yeah. So, thanks Always a pleasure. Listening. Have a Later, good one. everybody.